This is the Hattrick Copywriter speaking to you live from London and today I'm going to talk to you about 10 possible mistruths from copywriters. So starting from number one, you might get somebody say to you, I can get your copy done in a couple of hours and you're under so much pressure and such a rush, you think, great, just get it to me. I would say that is a red flag and hold back. Sure, copy can be written in a couple of hours, there's no question. But if you've just spoken to that person, they're telling you they're not going to put much thought into it. In my own case, I would say 80% of my work is the research and thinking and contemplating and before I write anything. And it's true, the writing itself is actually a very short time. But I put a lot of thought into it before. So if you get a phone call from somebody that says, yes, they can do that in a couple of hours, I would say warning, warning, warning for that. Number two, I'm qualified because I've got an English degree. Okay, that would be very attractive, you know. But what if it's an English literature degree? The truth is, you don't have to be qualified. There is no qualification as such to be a copywriter. And sometimes uh, it means nothing. It's of no help. You know, okay, if you've got an English degree, you might say that means that person can write English. We can assume that. But copywriting lives in the business marketing arena. So unless they think with a business perspective and about marketing, which has its own skill and discipline and very little to do with English literature, it's a red herring. So anybody that says they're qualified because they've got X, Y, Z degrees should also be a warning to you. And I mean, I speak with some, there's a person who's got five degrees, right, as a doctor in education and race. None of that qualifies me to be a copywriter. And so be cautious, be wary of anybody that talks to you in that way. What you want to hear is their business sense, their sense of growth, their sense of positioning their sense of researching and understanding what marketing involves from your perspective. If you don't hear that energy around those things, ignore the qualifications. Number three, I'm not allowed to share my portfolio. Okay, look, there are customers, clients that, you know, you've got to sign a non-disclosure and you can't reveal the work you've done for them. But any self-respecting copywriter will have something to show you and at least a semi-decent portfolio that they're building upon. Again, if they've got nothing to show you at all, I think that's got to be a red flag to you. Four, I write for all cultures. It doesn't really matter or I've written for a black organisation before. So don't worry, I can write for you too. That should also be... A real concern. I write for all cultures. What does that mean that you write for anybody? Um, it suggests a sort of a level of desperation that they just want to take your business and don't really have an appreciation of the nuances and differences, the kind of 
the the different ways of speaking, the language, the sort of the control of narrative, the political perspective from different cultures, the kind of angles that might be really important to you um, because you're asking about a particular cultural perspective. And if somebody tries to placate you by saying, look, I've, I've written for a black organisation before, again, it's that reductionist speak that you should be really wary of. The very least you sh that should prompt is to ask many, many more questions. Because, you know, that kind of example, it might be, yes, they're a black organisation, but they were selling something completely irrelevant to race. In which case, it doesn't matter, you know, what colour the or culture of people you're, you're, you're serving. It presumes when you say you've worked for a black organisation before that you have got, you've written copy from a black perspective. That's the only thing that should mean and let, have them demonstrate that their awareness of all the different subtleties around that. So at the very least, ask more questions. Five, I'm booked, so you'll have to pay a last minute notice fee. A last minute notice fee or... A, you know, a hurry up fee or an overnight fee or all of these things are manipulative ways of putting pressure on you to say, I want more money and I'll do it immediately. There's, there's an awful lot wrong with it in that, well, if you've got that time, you're probably not that busy and the fee is artificial. Uh, again, I think any self-respecting, at least the very top copywriters are booked up months in advance. Look, I get it. There are many times when you need copy urgently and you don't have months to wait and it, it, you do need to have it done quickly. And it's quite reasonable for a copywriter to be paid decent remuneration in response to that. But that's a little bit different from saying, OK, I want a last minute notice fee um, to do it. So, you know, there's quite a lot of difference between the two. And I again, I think you should sort of be a little bit cautionary if a copywriter speaks to you in that way. Six, tell me how long it is and I'll give you a quote. You know, copywriting is not just a one thing fits all. There's long copy and short copy, and you're very familiar with short copy, the billboards, the artistic work involved in making short copy is just as skilled as writing a 10,000 word sales letter. Uh, so for example, do you remember the cough, the cough suite um, ad? It said, she's <coughs> just a friend. She's the cough in the middle, she's <coughs> just a friend to sell a cough sweep by Ricola. Very clever, but it's one, two, three, four, five words. So you cannot possibly measure that art of that short copy with a 10,000 word um, sales letter. Uh, you may spend more time, of course, writing the sales letter, but you'll spend an awful lot of time in the process of thinking and researching and discussing that very short copy um, for that cough suite and, and lots of other, you know, short copy. The art is making it short and simple and really sort of appealing to that kind of pain 
um, threshold. In this case, that advert is a bit edgy and humorous. <coughs> She's just like, ah, friend, is a bit funny. Um, they're clever and they're artistic and you cannot reduce um, the, 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 the copy just to how long is it? And I'll give you a quote. So again, be, be cautious of that. Seven, I charge the same rate for every client. Again, I don't know how you can honestly do that. I don't, I certainly don't charge the same rate for every client. Look, even if I think of LinkedIn, writing LinkedIn profiles alone, there's even within that, that small arena, the amount of work you can do between one client and another can vary quite hugely. Um, but then, you know, if I think of my own work of um, LinkedIn profiles, sales letters, writing a conference report, writing funnels, copywriting for online businesses, they all have entirely different types of discipline. The idea that you can have one charge for the same, the, charge the same rate for the every client, I think is untrue, to, to be put simply. Eight, all you need to create for a great sales letter is good copy. And this suggests that, you know, a product, the success of a product or service succeeds or fails on the value of the copy alone. I mean, this, is, this cannot be true. It just cannot be true. Otherwise, you wouldn't need a whole investment in marketing. You wouldn't need websites. You wouldn't need all the different resources, the different platforms, the different sort of plugins that the um, the advertising, the, 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 the technology. You just wouldn't need the whole marketing plan if this was true. So beware of the it's all about the copy of course the copy for example if we go back to that cough suite great copy but you still got to put it you've got to have a marketing plan about how you're going to promote that copy you know if you're going to put it on billboards you still then got to think about strategically what billboards uh, you know a great deal goes into uh, a successful marketing of a product or service way beyond just the copy but this is not to say the copy is obviously crucial um nine your email got lost in the spam you remember when we used to say to delay something the check got lost in the post and it seems to be the modern sort of equivalent you know when we don't rush um we want to avoid we're up to our neck in whatever uh, be cautious, be wary of this kind of delay in tactic. It suggests they're not really thinking about the urgency business and getting, uh, you know, we read our emails every day and then it's an expectation that um, you send an email and we check our emails. There's no excuse in this day and age not to be checking our emails if we're in business every day, almost second nature. So, you know, there's a little bit to be wary of when somebody tells you that. And finally, 10. This copy will sell to anyone. Trust me. So I've said before about nobody writes, nobody writes and nobody sells a business to everyone. 
there's an awful lot of work involved in really understanding a business. The best copywriters ask huge amounts of questions of the company because they will drill down to get to know everything about your company in order to know everything about your client, your customer, before writing a damn word. Because it's really about speaking in that conversational way to your customer. And without that, you're not going to sell to anybody. You know, if, if you've got a copywriter that's written in order for it to attract anyone, you will sell to nobody, maybe speculatively, randomly, but um, it will be really literally random. And that's not what you're paying a copywriter for. If anybody tells you to trust me, that in itself suggests that there's a little lacking in confidence in the copywriter, that the work, the responses are not speaking for themselves. It's a trust me invites you to blindly step forward and accept. Um, and of course, trust is important. But trust is built on something different than, than just a blind trust. Trust doesn't have to be um, explicitly stated. I think it evolves, it develops, and we form a relationship. There's a moment when we think, okay, I think I've got the right, this is the right connection, this is a good fit. and But those decisions are based on a uh, real substance, a real thought out research, um, timing, pricing, that everything fits um, and that relationship can go forward. Um, I don't think I have ever said so far to somebody, uh, trust me, because what I want for my clients is to have the information and to really think, is it a good fit? Are we a good fit? And if we're not, then that's fine. That's fine because that's integrity. And I would rather that as you would rather that than for both of us to waste our time and to have not have been of real service to each other. So those are my 10 warnings, mistruths. Beware of unscrupulous copywriters. I will see you again on Thursday. Thank you for listening to me. I am the Hattrick Copywriter, www.thehattrickcopywriter.com. Take care, everybody.